Harry Potter is is a book that I will read over and over and over again and cry with over and over and over again. But something a lot of people don't know is I actually did not read the books or listen to the books until 2020. Um, so maybe that's also another reason why it's so important to me is because it's very recent and it happened like that that journey of reading those books happened in a very um, you know, just a pivotal moment in in my life and in everyone's life. I mean. 2020 changed how everyone interacted with the world. So I think that's another reason why it's so important to me. Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast. I'm Nicole Baker, life coach for perfectionists who want to set goals and actually follow through with them. I went to my first personal development seminar at the age of one. Yes, I was quite literally born into this industry. But by 15, I started to implement this mindset mumbo-jumbo I'd heard so much about, and it worked. As a recovering perfectionist myself, I've been able to set goals that are way out of my comfort zone and achieve them by doing things imperfectly, without self-judgment, and without the fear of their opinions. And now I help others to do the same. So if you are capital D done feeling like a hostage to this a-hole called perfectionism, then this show is for you. My goal is for you to leave each episode with tactical action steps that you can start to implement in your life now. I may be in my 20s. I may have the voice of a sassier Cinderella, but I've been doing this personal development-ish since I was a toddler. So let's dive in. What is up, sweet, beautiful friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Life Coach Baker podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little different. I wanted to do an episode that was totally devoted to just favorite things, whether it's podcasts or books or hacks for perfectionism or um, skincare and clothing lines, or just really just kind of a whole brain dump of my favorite things. So you guys can, first and foremost, it's my goal that you guys get a whole slew of new recommendations for, again, podcasts, TV shows, or stuff like that, but also so that we're going to have a little chill episode. We're going to have a little bit of more of a pull back the curtain episode, which I'm really excited for. But before we dive into the first topic of favorite things, I wanted to make a beautiful announcement. We're going to do segments at the top of the episode. So normally we do um, what is a goal to celebrate and how was I imperfect this week at the end. Today we're bumping it up to the top because the goal to celebrate is so huge and it's not even my goal and I'm like, I'm just sharing it on his behalf. Um, my incredible fiance has been working so hard to get a job in, excuse me, in his new given field. And he has been working his little took us off and just like pouring his heart and soul into it. And he just recently got offered a dream job as head of content at this new startup. And he is so, 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 so excited. So I am just like over the moon for him. So congratulations to Brett. If you guys want, um, he's not really on Instagram or any of the social medias, but if you want to send me a message saying congratulations, I will pass it on to him. Um, just overflow him with love because he's been working so incredibly hard. I'm so proud of him. When it comes to how was I imperfect this week? Um, 
Really and truly, I've been very intentional throughout my weeks as of late from going through a push period, which we talked about a few episodes back, to kind of having a lingering push period that I was not really expecting. And now to having like a lot more open time, which feels really good. I've been really going through this intentionally. And I had a hard time coming up with one this week because I feel like if I looked back, I'm like, wow, I wouldn't really change anything. I'm I'm really proud of how this was handled. I'm excited about the things that are on the horizon. I'm really excited about the things that are on the horizon. There's a bunch of projects that I'm just over the moon for, and I can't believe this is real life. I These are things that I thought was going to be years and years and years and years and years away. And here they are in in 2022. I'm really excited. Um, So how was I imperfect this week? Honestly, really, it boils down to the fact that summer is flying, flying by. And I'm I'm realizing that with the summer flying by, I really want to stop and make some very intentional time for things that we can't do in the winter here in Colorado. Like I... Um, cherish paddle boarding. I love being out on the water for a Capricorn who's a very earth sign. I'm, I love water. It always makes me extremely calm and, um, feel just really, really at peace. And, um, normally I will go paddle boarding and I have not done that this year. And so I'm almost saying this to the, into the podcast, podcasting mic to say, like, hold me accountable. (laughs) I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Um, but almost rather than like just doing paddleboarding, it's more like, what are the other things that I want to do in the summer and really intentionally making the time for them? Because if there's anything I've learned from the past two summers of being in Colorado, if you don't make the time, it will not happen. And, um, summers just totally fly here. So that's really, really important to me. And I want to make sure that those intentionalities get up there also. Let's dive in. This is going to be a, a totally different format than we normally do. So I vote let's let's take a shot at it. So I wanted to start with a very meta first favorite thing, and that is my favorite podcasts, as I am speaking into a podcast. <laughs> so I wanted to start with favorite podcasts for personal development, growth, business, all that jazz. The ones that have made the biggest impact on my business, especially at the beginning was Don't Keep Your Day Job. Um, this is a podcast by Kathy Heller. And she, I mean, has totally changed my life. It's because of her in that podcast that I am sitting here today. But when I was first starting my business, and I'm, I'm sure anyone who's also in the process of either starting or thinking of starting a business, it feels very isolating. It's like almost like you're on an island. And I started searching for podcasts that would expand my horizon a little bit. I heard a quote that said, you are the five people you hang out with the most. And I was terrified because none of the five people, um, A, I liked, and B, I, 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 none of them were who I was wanting to become except for one and I'm marrying him. So I, I really was like, okay, I want to make sure I'm filling my ears with people who are living the life I want to live. And so I kind of took a step back from the four that weren't really on on the level that I was wanting to become. No, no hard feelings. It was not a like, you suck. I just distanced myself very, very calmly. Um, And I started listening to this podcast every single day. Like I like 
binged it. I went back to almost the very beginning. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes. And I went back to almost the very beginning and just started and had her in my ear constantly. And because of her, Kathy Heller being in my ear constantly talking about stories of entrepreneurs who failed and failed and failed and failed and failed until they finally got something right. And now they're, you know, very successful entrepreneurs or people who just tried shit out and and really rewrote the game or people who didn't rewrite anything. And it just worked. Like it was just such a cool way to really rewrite my, my mindset around what is possible. So when I'm talking about favorite podcasts, especially with my clients who are starting a business or kind of in a, in an intermediate slow or slow slump slump. There we go. An intermediate slump. Don't keep your day job is always the first thing I'm like, go listen to this for a week. Listen to nothing else. Go and binge this. And they always come back being like, I have so many ideas. Oh my gosh. I love this idea. Right now, however, because I love don't keep your day job. Don't get me wrong, but I've kind of taken a step back from listening to it as often as I used to. And now probably my two biggest listened podcasts are the Tim Ferriss podcast. If you don't know who Tim Ferriss is, he wrote the four hour work week, which is a book that totally changed my life. Um, and it is just as the title suggests, it's all about creating a four hour work week. And that's very subjective, even though it doesn't sound like it, it's all about basically working less and having your business be very, very, very successful and you not having to be in charge of it all the time. But Tim Ferriss created a podcast called the Tim Ferriss Podcast, and he interviews the top performers in the world. And it is one of the, like, I love listening to that podcast when I'm like, I need a jolt of feeling really intelligent. (laughs) Like, I don't know how else to put it, but like when I'm kind of in a like, Ooh, I'm feeling like imposter syndrome or I'm not feeling super great about um, where I'm at. I will always listen to that podcast and be like, oh, that's right. Like I have so many ideas. I have all this, like da, 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 da. He's also a big inspiration to me when it comes to being a podcaster because I love his interview style. It's very um, conversational and he does a lot of research on his guests and he's very, very, it's just very intelligent. I almost think like, if we were to sort him into a house, it's like Harry Potter house. It's like he would be a Ravenclaw. 10 out of 10 would be a Ravenclaw. So he's almost like my aspirational podcast that I listen to. But um, probably the most listened to episode of that podcast is the one where Hugh Jackman was on. We talked about this way, 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 way back when we did the episode on the 85% rule, which if you have not listened to that episode, the amount of outpouring of love that I got from you guys from that episode was insane. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad it resonated with you like it did with me. Um, But go listen to that because it's just one of the most impactful things I've ever heard in my life. The other one I listen to the most is the Gretchen Rubin podcast. Um, Gretchen Rubin is a writer, is a thought leader, is a research phenomenon, and I love her. Um, But she and her sister always uh, do an episode, multiple episodes a week, actually. Um, but it's very, it's it's cut and dry. It's nothing fancy. It's very small, little teeny tiny things that can make you happier, healthier, and more productive. And I just love that it's not this big, like, 
rah, you have to be the best in the world. It's like, what if you were just 2% happier? And I love that because I think we need a mix of both. There was a time in my life where I only listened to the rah, rah, and I didn't calm down. (laughs) I was just very hyperactive and very, um, uh, I just didn't really slow down. And it wasn't until I found that nice balance that I really started to find out who I was and who, you know, motivated entrepreneur Nicole was. And this is a really good podcast. If you just want like little teeny tiny nuggets, but that are just like so simple and so great. Like I, I just, I really enjoy that podcast just for like those simple little things. Um, another one I listen to pretty often, especially now given this year is Ted talks daily. So, um, they will pick up Ted talks from, you know, the past few years, either Ted talks or TEDx talks and just play them on a podcast. And I love it. Cause I, as I've been applying to so many, so many, so many TED talks this year, um, as I've been applying to them, it's been really helpful to listen to those and kind of get the feel for the the format, get a feel for the, um, the ones that were really successful and the ones that I was like, you know what, I'm not going to remember this in a few months. Like I, it's been really helpful to, to keep me motivated and keep my brain thinking about new ideas of how to apply and new ideas of what to say in those applications to really make it stand out. So, and plus I've just learned a lot and I've heard a lot of really cool stories from it. I love that because it's short and sweet. Actually, I just shared a, um, episode with the get productive group, which, oh my God, my heart and soul. I, I just, those amazing women. I'm just, I'm so unbelievably grateful for this group. I will be running, by the way, I've had a few people ask me, I will be running this program again. I don't know when, but I will be running it again. If you want to be in the next round of get productive, this is a six week course all about learning how to work less, achieve more, um, create a healthier relationship with rest, completely redo your schedule. So it works for you, not against you really. It's about leaning into your superpowers of productivity. So you have more time to do whatever the hell makes you happy. So I I'm just blown away by the breakthroughs. These incredible women are having, um, it's six weeks, you get six lessons, and then also a bunch of live calls with me. Um, so if you want to be in the next round, send me a message on uh, Instagram and I will keep you on the list for next time. But um, I sent a TED Talks Daily episode to them all about how to have more fun. And it is so good. It's such a good TED Talk. I love it. It's all about like, what is the breakdown of fun? Why is it helpful for us? And it just, it's all about reminding us to take life less seriously, which woof, buddy, we need that reminder all the time. Um, another big one for me is the self helpless podcast. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've heard me mention my coach Delaney Fisher, who is my heart and soul. I would not be where I am today without that incredible woman at my side. Oh my God. Um, but she has two podcasts. One is aficionado, the minimalist podcast, which I'm realizing I actually don't have on my list, but it should be on there because it's great. Or I, excuse me. And, um, the self helpless podcast, uh, which is all about her and her friends who are comedians shooting the shit about personal development. And it's just, I love it. It's so funny. Um, 
And it's just, it's, it's, re- it's just a really good, like casual listen, but you, le- you learn a lot because they have on really cool people like Tan France was on it. Uh, Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, who's on this show, she was on it. Um, uh, yours truly was on it. If you really want to hear me be super vulnerable and pull back the curtain on so many things, listen to their episode self-worth, which is the one that I did. Um, it was really fun. And I just, I love that. I love that podcast. Uh, last but not least on the personal development, I also really like financial feminists. If you know, Tori Dunlap, who is the CEO of her first 100 K it, she's great. She has a lot of really tactical tips on how to make money less daunting, how to make investing less scary, how to, um, what a high yield savings account is. And just like all these, these, these basics of money that we don't get, like that we don't get taught a lot of the time. I won't say always, but a lot of the time. And she just makes it really easy to grasp and understand. So I highly recommend checking her out, especially if money feels like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. So I'm just not going to touch it. Like I really recommend listening to that podcast. It's very good. Um, And then the one I feel like I get recommended the most, which I want to check out more of is We Can Do Hard Things with uh, Glennon Doyle. Um, We did Untamed, a book review not too long ago on the podcast and I just, I loved her writing style. I loved how that book was formatted and I've heard really good things about we can do hard things. So that is also high on my list. I thought it would also be fun to pull back the curtain and be like, what are my for fun podcasts? Cause I don't just listen to personal development all day and every day. Um, I have podcasts and books and TV shows and stuff like that, that are just like my, my shooting the shit, my, my, human Nicole podcasts. And the first one really is the big wedding planning podcast. I love listening to that show. Um, I was actually on it not too long ago. Michelle, who's the the host of the show was on this podcast not too long ago. It's very cool to look at this list of my favorite podcasts and say that I've been on two of them. That is, that is something that just hit me. Wow. That is a really cool moment. Um, but Michelle is great at breaking down bigger wedding things and making them less a less daunting and b she's all about a perfectionism is a myth which i love obviously given my life's work on this podcast and also it's all about making your wedding you it's not about making it the pinterest wedding or making it mom and dad's wedding or whatever it's all about making it you and your partners and having that reminder is we're going through this process of planning a wedding. It's been really, really fun. And um, I've just gotten a lot of great tips from that that show. And it just always gets me and Brett talking about new things that we want to incorporate or don't want to incorporate for the wedding. Um, another one of my for fun, and this is absolutely 10 out of 10, my most listened to podcast of any of on this list, maybe with the exception of Don't Keep Your Day Job, and that is Binge Mode. Y'all, if you are a fantasy, sci-fi, fantasy, really back to fantasy, nerd like I am, and you are not listening to Binge Mode, do it. Like This is one of my favorite podcasts. They actually aren't even making new episodes anymore. These are all old episodes that I just listen to over and over and over and over and over again. But what they do is they do deep dives on um, 
TV shows like Game of Thrones or books like Harry Potter or Star Wars or Marvel. And they just go through either episode by episode or chapter by chapter. And they do like backgrounds on, um, like for example, for, uh, Harry Potter, there was an episode where they were going to Hogwarts. There was like a chunk of chapters they were doing and they did a entire masterclass on how the Hogwarts express came to be. And I learned, I just learned so much about it. I have become a trivia wizard, uh, um, when it comes to that. And I'm, I just, I love that show because it's so funny. It's so intelligent. And I just, I learned so much no matter how many times it's just like my safety blanket. Like that is my, like, that is my blankie podcast that I can just listen to over and over and over again. And I never get tired of it, but it always just makes me feel so comforted and safe. Um, and then last but not least is the adventure zone. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to really show my nerdum here. So a while ago, maybe like two or three months ago, Brett and I had a a deal that we made with each other all about, okay, I'm going to listen to your favorite podcast of all time of three guys and their dad playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I'm going to listen to your favorite podcast of all time. You watch my favorite TV show of all time, which is Gilmore Girls. And we we shook, we made the deal. and. We started diving into the Adventure Zone, which is the podcast of Dungeons and Dragons. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was like, I don't really get this. It's really hard for me to wrap my mind around this. I don't really entirely understand Dungeons and Dragons and the rules of the game and all that kind of stuff. But about uh, 40 episodes in, mind you, this is probably like after about 45 hours of my life, (laughs) I finally started to get it. And now I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. So I really like that podcast. I've started um, really understanding the rules of the game more. And it's more just like the story and they add like music and they add a lot of humor, but there's a lot of heart to it also. And it's really like all are welcome. They are really good about including all types of genders and all types of walks of life. And it's just, I really, I really appreciate the time and the thought that they put into that show. Um, it's just really good. And it's hilarious. These guys are just total, total fruit loops. And it's just, it's really, really fun. So, um, if you're a fan of, uh, my brother, my brother and me, it's the same guys who are doing it. I've never really listened to that show but I really like the adventure zone, but it's the same guys who do it. Let's move on to favorite books. I'm going to do the same thing where it's like my, my personal development books and then books I love just for straight fun. Um, but the books that really changed my life, first and foremost, I already mentioned the uh, four hour work week. Would I say that's like the number one book that changed my life? No, but it's definitely on this list. The number one book that changed my life is actually split in two. Um, It's a 50-50 tie between The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, which if you've read Atomic Habits, it's very similar. It's just a lot more like uh, science-y. It's a lot more science-based, which no shots at Atomic Habits. It's one of my favorite books also. But I like The Power of Habit a little bit more because for me, I'm very left brain. I really like to look at studies about rats and how they work in their brains. And um, 
when I'm reading through that book, it's just, I learn something new every single time. It's a book that I read every year just to like brush up on the, the tools and the tricks of it. Um, it's, it is very dry. So if you're not like a, if you're not used to reading those kinds of like more drier science based books, I wouldn't, I would skip it and I would just go to Atomic Habits and you get a lot of the same information. It's great. I just really like The Power of Habit because it was the first book I read about habit change and it changed the way how I approach a lot of my coaching when it comes to habits, which is like 90% of our day. So I really love that book. But Split is also the High Five Habit by Mel Robbins. You guys might be familiar with her book, The Five Second Rule, which is also a great book. Don't get me wrong. I personally like The High Five Habit because there's a lot more neuroscience and a lot more um, just kind of like the how-tos of the brain and how things work. Um, But she says it in a really easy way, easy way to understand, which I I appreciate because I did not get a neuroscience degree. It's um, still something that I have a hard time sometimes wrapping my mind around. And I just, I love the way that she speaks. I love the way that she really just says a lot of things like, I don't know all the answers, but like, here's the things that I do know. I like that she, she's just very cut and dry with it. So she's probably one of my favorite authors and speakers of all time. Um, other books that are really, really important to me are Limitless by Jim Quick. If you want a download on all the ins and outs of your brain in superhero metaphors and, um, and just uh, stories about his childhood that really, really, really are just so impactful and beautiful, but also getting hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of really tactical practices and tools and resources that you can use. Limitless is a great book. Great book. I have it actually right next to my desk and it's just marked up like crazy. That book is just flagged like mad. Um, Another one is actually a recent find. It's called Productivity is for Robots. Um, Recent, meaning like in the last year. As I've really dove into productivity and the science behind it in, well, I dove into it and then it became an obsession. And then I really started to dive into it, especially as I was preparing for Get Productive. Um, Productivities for Robots is just a great book if you want to just feel so called out. <laughs> like It's just, it's really, really great. They have like little um, incoming messages is what they call them. It's these chapters that are just like, like, it just, it's all of your thoughts that you felt around toxic productivity written on a page. And it's just so cool to read those and be like, wow, I'm really not alone here. Um, but then also they dive into what it means to be like way more productive and way less crazy. Like, you know, it's like really leaning into that healthy productivity. I think it's a great book for people who want to just like dip their toe in and really want to kind of understand the basics of healthy productivity. Uh, you're a badass at making money. If you have money mindset issues, this book should be at the top of your list. Also, Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis, which is just a stellar title. Rich as Fuck is a very good book. Um, if you, Especially if you are more um, of an intuitive person going through with money. If you're more like tactical, I go with You're a Badass. If you're someone who likes to journal and really likes to uncover point by point from more of an internal knowing, definitely go with Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis. It's really good. 
The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin is another big one. I actually have all of my clients take her Four four Tendencies quiz um, before even starting coaching with me because knowing which of the four you are changes how I approach coaching with you. Um, because it's all about like inner and outer expectations, it's all about how you get motivated, how you don't get motivated. And, um, it's just, it's really powerful, not only for how I coach, but also that book changed my relationships like hard when we, when Brett and I discovered and read it, um, we learned like where the stem of our communication issues were coming from. And a lot of it was, He's a obliger, which means if I ask him to do something, he will put that thing at the top of his list. Um, uh, Another street way of saying it would be people pleaser. They tend to really want to lean into helping others and making sure others feel taken care of long before they put themselves on, on that list. Whereas I'm a questioner. If someone asks me to do something, my first question is why? <laughs> no wonder I work for myself. I'm a terrible employee. So if someone asks me why, or if I ask someone why, it's like, I want to understand why it's important to do it. Not out of a malicious way. I just, I want to understand and and know the reasons for why it's important. And then when I know why I'm like, okay, yeah, it's at the top of my list. No problem. But I have to have that inner knowing attached to it. And he would ask me to do things and I would not have them super high on my list because I didn't know why. And he'd be like, Hey, like what's going on? Or I would ask him to do things and he'd shoot it up to the top of his list. And I'd be like, Hey, like, I want to make sure you're taking care of yourself too. And he was like, I don't know why I can't do that. So that has been incredibly helpful for us as, as communicators. And as we've navigated our relationship for the past like three years, because I think we discovered that within the first few years of us being together um, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins is another big one. I will give a warning. I, this has an asterisk to it. This book was written in the, in the 1980s and it reads like it was written in the 1980s. So please take it with a grain of salt. Um, I love it because of all the um, neuroassociative conditioning tools that are in there. There's so many so many exercises because I've read this book like four or five times and it's like a thousand some odd pages. It's it's a very, very, very dense book. But a lot of the exercises that I've used with my clients have been from that book. Um, I just, I always like to give it a grain of salt because it was written in the 1980s. There are very few she's, there are zero they's, and there's a lot of he's. So just please keep that in mind if you do decide to read it. It is a phenomenal book. Please know that. Phenomenal book. It I have never read anything like it. Um, but it, it it does have a few of those like, wow, that's old. <laughs> like that's definitely old. Um another one is Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein. If we really want to go on the opposite side of Tony Robbins, Super Attractor is all about like that intuitive feeling, really making sure you're like connected to that source energy. I had no idea how to slow down and really listen to my inner knowing before I read this book. And it was, it just really changed my life in that season. Um, I will teach you to be rich for looking at another uh, money book. This is more tactics of money, like how to invest, um, how to lower your APR on your credit cards, how or APR. 
that's not right. No, I can't remember how to lower your interest. There you go. How to lower the interest rate on your credit cards. Like um, uh, where to put your retirement, where to put your, like, I mean, just really tactical, um, which I love and appreciate because I think it's important to not only have the money mindset, but really the money tactics, because you need to know what to do with the money that that's flowing into you as you're addressing your money mindset stuff. Um, so that one's a really good book. And I just, I love Ramit Sethi. He's, he's funny. He's, he's really good. He's also on a podcast I mentioned earlier, the Tim Ferriss show. He's on an episode with him. And actually I think he's on Kathy Heller's podcast too. Don't keep your day job, but he's a fun podcast guest. If you want to listen to him before you commit to the book. And then last but not least, Glennon, Toy- Glennon Doyle's Untamed. We've talked about this at length on the podcast because we did an entire episode on it. But that that book really, poof, it's just, it really changed my life. Um, I also read for fun, very rarely. I, I don't physically read really for fun. Um, my physical books are more for, I say, I say for work, but that's really sad and not true. Um, cause it's not work. It's, I love learning. So it's really more for the learning to be a better coach. I, I save the physical books for that when I'm just like listening for fun, or I'm just kind of like wanting to like have a zone out like pleasure book. I normally do audiobooks and I tend to read, I'm so boring. I tend to read the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. It's just like my little comfort blanket. Um, Harry Potter, those books I have listened to a thousand and one times. I have them on Audible. I want to say a quick note here because I do talk about Harry Potter on the podcast a lot. Um, I have very mixed feelings towards Harry Potter now because of what happened with J.K. Rowling. Um, But the lessons and the feelings that I experienced from the books are such an important part of who I've become so I've almost like separated the two in my mind and some people might not like that. And I'm, I'm very sorry if that's, if that is you, but I do respect that you respect my, my wishes here. Um, I almost like, I almost separated the two in my mind so that it's like Harry Potter is this totally separate thing. That is just a cherished part of my life. And JK Rowling is someone who I choose to kind of step away from and, and don't really, don't really interact with as much due to some, decisions on her part. So, but Harry Potter is, is a book that I will read over and over and over again and cry with over and over and over again. But something a lot of people don't know is I actually did not read the books or listen to the books until 2020. Um, so maybe that's also another reason why it's so important to me is because it's very recent and it happened like that, that journey of reading those books happened in a very, um, you know, just, a pivotal moment in, in my life and in everyone's life. I mean, 2020 changed how everyone interacted with the world. So I think that's another reason why it's so important to me. Um, other than Harry Potter though, I really love like young adult fiction. I, I don't read a whole lot of like, like older, more mature books. I never read in, in school. Um, which actually might, I I've told a few people and they were really surprised by that. I was not a good student when it came to English class and stuff like that. Um, which would not surprise people who've looked at my grammar, but I, I just, I don't 
I didn't love reading for school. I found those books so incredibly boring. And I'm so sorry if people are offended by that. Um, I just, I just could never connect with them. But what I do connect with is those like those young adult books. Like I loved The Hunger Games. That was just such a great book. My favorite that I will, just like Harry Potter, read over and over and over again is a selection. It's a series of three books. And then there's actually two sequels um, that I'm listening to right now. Um, but I, I love those books because it's just so, it's almost like, it's almost like the bachelor meets the hunger games and I love it. It's so fun to listen to. And it's like, it's just, it's cheesy. It's romantic, but it also just gets my heartstrings pulled. And I just, I love those books. Um, so if you're a fan of that young adult fiction style, I, and you have not read the selection run, do not walk and go read it. It's phenomenal. Um, another one that's on the docket for me, uh, my friend gave it to me a while ago. I just haven't started reading it yet, probably because it's about surviving a Nazi concentration camp, but it's The Choice by Edith Edgar. Um, but it's supposed to be really, really, really inspirational. So that's on the docket. I'm just trying to decide on a day where I feel like, okay, I can read a Nazi concentration camp right now. Like, you know, just that, that, that mood that you're in. Um, but that's on the docket for me as well to read. If you've been listening to the show, or if you're just a living, breathing person in the 21st century, odds are that you're a perfectionist. But did you know that there are three different types of perfectionism? After working with perfectionists for the past two years and being one myself for... Uh, longer than that, I would have to be an ostrich with my head stuck deep in the sand to not realize that there are different styles of perfectionism, each one with their own self-sabotaging patterns. To find out which perfectionist type you are, plus learn helpful next steps that will get you out of those patterns of self-destruction, take the free quiz by following the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Now on to the episode. Let's do favorite inspirations, people who have really inspired me as a speaker, inspired me as a business owner, inspired me as a person. I'm going to fly through these pretty quickly because I've actually mentioned both of most of them. First one is Mel Robbins. She 10 out of 10 takes the cake here because her career, her speaking style, her her coaching style, her, her writing style, her podcasting style is very in alignment with mine. And I love how she breaks things down. She is an inspiration of mine. Whole stop. I just, I really, really, really enjoy her. Her whole career is just something I look at and I say, yeah, that's, that's very similar to what I want. Um, Gretchen Rubin's another one. She's the four tendencies and the happier with Gretchen Rubin person. She's just very analytical. She's very science-based. She was like a, a lawyer or an attorney for the Senate. Ah, uh, God, I can't remember. Um, but very, 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 very like, like analytical job until she decided to open up her, her own business. And now she's a writer. And just, I, I just, I love her analytical mind. She's very, very interesting. Um, Marie Forleo is actually one I realize I have not mentioned yet, but I probably should have mentioned her podcast up at the top. The Marie Forleo podcast is another one I listen to very often, but she is so playful and funny and weird. And she really like pulls back the curtain and, and shows how, how weird she is. And I, I really admire that because I, I don't enjoy 
watching people who aren't entertaining. I, I like having that element of entertainment to it. Um, Brene Brown, for all the reasons that I'm sure everyone else would say Brene Brown, her vulnerability as a speaker, her ability to speak, her analytical mind. I'm realizing I have a lot of analytical minds on here that checks out. Um, Kathy Heller from the Kathy Heller, or excuse me, from Don't Keep Your Day Job. She just has such an incredible level of empathy, like unbelievable level of empathy. She's really taught me how to run a business and be so ingrained in feminine energy and using it as your superpower. Like that has really, really stuck with me. And she's also completely changed my mindset around money, um, specifically around like how charging and how making money is actually such a higher service to those around you. And I, I just, I can't even think differently now. Like that is just canon in my brain. And if you are struggling with money, especially if you're struggling with charging and guilt around it, go listen to her podcast because she will change your mind. Another one, actually, if you're struggling with that, Rachel Rogers, um, all things Rachel Rogers, just eat her up. She is so, so, so good at crushing your money guilt and also pushing you out of your comfort zone in a non- forceful way. She knows exactly how to get you motivated to leap out of your comfort zone. I really admire her speaking, writing, coaching style. Um, And then some cheesy ones, but really, really true is my mom and my dad. Um, They were in this field for years and years and years, and they met being in the personal development world. But also they, they had very beautiful lives and personalities outside of it. And um, I think it's been cool to see how that has 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 changed and morphed over the years. But um, my dad always reminds me to keep learning and in a very loving and growth-oriented way. And that's very important to me. And my, my love of learning, especially in the personal development world and with neuro-linguistic programming and neuro-associative conditioning and how neuroscience and goal-setting science works. Um, he has really inspired me to do that. And um, my mom is just the Lorelei to my Rory. I mean, she is my everything, that woman. Um, before I start crying, let's move on to the next one, favorite TV shows. Um, I don't have any personal development ones on here. These are all just for shits and giggles. Also a note, I thought about like, okay, maybe like favorite movies, but I am not a movie person. I don't love movies. The only movie that I would say I would watch over and over again is How to Train Your Dragon. Dead stop. Like that's like, I don't really love a lot of movies other than that. I love TV shows though, because I love investing in characters and I love it when things take their time. Um, One of the reasons... Um, uh, Game of Thrones is such a, such a, such an important TV show to me. Um, please note, I'm saying Game of Thrones seasons one through six is really the, the things that are so, so, so important to me is because they took their fucking time. They really like taught me how to appreciate the little moments in a TV show. And then seven and eight happened and we'll just skip over that. But favorite TV shows at the very top is The Witcher. Um, If you are a fantasy person and you have not watched the show, you probably have because it's been like, it's, it's incredible. It is 
such a good show. So good. Um, and Geralt's very pretty to look at. <laughs> Let's just call it spade a spade. Um, the Expanse is another one. If you like sci-fi and like more um, uh, uh, space themed shows, that one's really, really, really cool. And it, I've seen it so many times. And every time I'm like, oh, I noticed something new and it's really fun. Outlander, I love I love that show, if, especially if you're looking for something a little steamy. That's a nice one. The Witcher is steamy too, but um, all of these are steamy actually now that I look at these with the exception of the last one and you'll get that in a moment. Um, but I love Outlander. It's just, it's it's a it's a good like guilty pleasure show to watch. It's just really interesting. It's gotten me really into more like Highlander and Scotland history, which um, my fiance is a huge history buff. So that's been really fun for him to have me also into it. And the last one is SpongeBob SquarePants, the steamiest of them all, if you will. Um, But that show is, oh, I also didn't have Avatar The Last Airbender on here. That needs to be on. Like that is one of the top TV shows of my life. That show is phenomenal um and flawless in my opinion but uh spongebob squarepants is just uh, let me be clear spongebob squarepants seasons one through three maybe one through four after that i don't know what drugs they were taking when they write those episodes it is wild but um my fiance and i that's the show we always fall asleep too. And anytime something exciting happens in our life, we watch the Band Geeks episode because that is the best episode of SpongeBob SquarePants and I will die on that hill. Um, but that's like our, like when he, when he got ex- accepted to the job, we, we watch that episode or like if things happen during the day that remind us of an episode, we'll watch that one at night. Like if one of us gets sick, um, we'll watch the Suds episode or if, um, one of us takes a day off. We watch Squid's Day Off. Like, you know, it's it's just, it's a fun thing. And we've been doing it for like five years now. It's just, that is just a huge, a very important thing to us. Actually so much so. <laughs> oh my God. So much so that um, there, there are a lot of little SpongeBob hints at our wedding and I'm not going to give them all away because I want to talk about them after the wedding. But, um, but our table settings, our table numbers, rather than having like numbers actually for the tables, we're going to do little things that are meaningful to us. So there might be like a running table and there's going to be like a golden shoe, like that, that sounds so weird, but like a golden or like a golden running trophy, like something like that. That's the running table. There's a SpongeBob table that has a golden pineapple. Um, and I'm pretty sure we're going to make that the head table because that one's so important to us. So uh, fun things to think about, weird things to think about. Um, I would love to go through favorite things I use for my morning and my nightly routine. This is something I actually get asked a lot. Like, what are the apps I use? What are the different um, uh, things I do before bed to kind of like calm my mind? What are the things I do in the morning to get me going? Um, I'm going to go nighttime routine first. Cause for whatever reason that actually is first in my brain. Um, I take one melatonin every night. I actually take a half dose really, if you're looking at dosage and I love Ollie's, Ollie's mel- melatonin. We've been taking them for years and years and years. And I like it that it's just, I've never woken up groggy from it. It just, it feels really easy. And I've, I've really appreciated that. Um, <laughs> I always play 
uh, just a game on my phone for like 20 minutes while listening to the adventure zone, actually, um, while kind of like zoning out, getting ready for bed, getting, getting chilled out. And my game is called Fishdom. It's a like online aquarium, (laughs) um, match these little, uh, it's just, it's, it's almost like candy crush, but it's for fish and I can't explain it better than that. It's just fun. And it just gets my mind calmed down and I'm able to like listen to the adventure zone at the same time. Cause it's not super heavy. Um, after that, we always do, uh, my fiance and I together, we always do the worldle. Yes, that is different than wordle, but we do the wordle as well. So the worldle, <laughs> the weirdest word to say is, um, where you you go on worldol.com and they have an outline of a country and you have to guess what the country is in six guesses and they'll say like oh it's uh 3000 miles away from the one you guessed in this direction and they'll point either um like left right up down kind of northeast northwest all that kind of stuff um and it's so fun. I it's very fun. I am not a geography person. In fact, I am embarrassed at how little geography I know, but I have learned so much geography from this game because after we guess the the country, we then go on Google Maps, we look what what's around, we look at some photos of the country to kind of get a feel for it, and then we um go onto the Wikipedia page because they have it all linked. And um, we read just like a little snippet about the country kind of getting, again, just a small feel for it. And it's so fun. And it's also really the the best part, I think, is seeing Brett's face as I get excited about it because he loves, loves um, geography and history. And so for him to see me get into that is is very important to him. Um and then the Wordle. If you haven't heard of the Wordle, what rock have you been living under? It's this game where you just r- type, try to guess a five-letter word. And um, we just, we really enjoy it. Someone told me recently about something called the the Quirldle, Quirdle, Quirdle. It's like four, you have to guess four, four or five, four, four, four different Wordles. But it's like, it's it's just a bigger grit. I just, I, my, he started talking about it. And I was like, I can't even wrap my mind around that. That is crazy. Um, and then the last app I use really for my nightly routine is Brett and I have an app called Paired. Um, and actually, if you are in a relationship, I strongly recommend this app. It is phenomenal. Um, but it's all about, they ask you a daily question and you and your partner both separately answer it. And only when you've both answered it, answered it, do you see the other person's answers? And these are everything from, um, if you won the lottery, what's the first thing you'd buy to what's the biggest, um, turnoff for you in bed? I mean, like there's so many different questions they ask and, I've really enjoyed it because it it gives us a chance to like have a moment to really connect and then talk about our answers at the end of the night. Um, it's just, it's a fun app. I really, really, really recommend it. And then, so now we're moving into my morning routine. However, I have a app, I have the Calm app. That's very helpful for me. I have the, the pro version because I love having access to all the different uh, meditation courses and all this kind of stuff. Um, Jeff Warren's course, how to meditate is 
amazing. I strongly recommend it for people. You do have to have the pro version of Calm, but it's it's so worth it in my opinion. Um, I use Tony Robbins priming if I'm looking to, or not if I'm, I do this every morning, um, when I'm looking for visualization. So it's a exercise where it's breathing, it's gratitude, it's a light visualization where you almost imagine light coming from the heavens and going through your body and going back up and then outpouring onto others. And then also a visualization. So you visualize three different moments in your life that are happening and it's just, it's really powerful. There's the music that feels really cool. Um, I really like his voice probably because I grew up attending his seminars all the time. So he's a voice that I'm very familiar with. Um, but that's, if you just Google Tony Robbins priming, it's like 15 minutes. I strongly recommend at least trying it. It's really powerful in my opinion. Um, vital protein. So I, in my coffee every morning, I do collagen and I do the vital proteins, just plain collagen. I've been doing that for like six months now. And I have noticed actually a really big difference. So, um, in my nail strength and my hair and, and my skin. So, um, strongly recommend. And then last but not least, I have, um, nut pods creamer that goes in my coffee every single morning. And it is the most expensive coffee creamer. It is stupid how much I pay for this coffee creamer, but I've tried making my own. I've tried using other similar heavy air quotes brands and just nothing holds a candle. So I've just kind of been like, okay, this is my treating myself every single week. I love it. It does not matter to me. Um, but I, uh, nut pods is my favorite because I'm, I, if I have dairy in my coffee in the morning, it just kind of upsets my stomach. If I have sugar in my coffee in my morning, it in the morning, it just also kind of ups, upsets my stomach. And I started drinking nut pods when I was on Whole30 and I got recommended it. And I just, I, I stuck with it. It's just, it's the definition of the perfect cup of coffee for me. Um, if you like sweeter coffees though, you will hate this. So just keep that in mind. Um, Favorite things I use for my business. I'm going to fly through these pretty quickly. Um, these are all apps that I use to keep my business running that quite literally would not work if I did not have them. Um, number one is Voxer. This is how I communicate with all of my clients. Um, it is vital. I don't, I would not have a coaching program if it weren't for Voxer. Um, if you are a coach, you probably know what Voxer is, but if you don't, it is a, like a walkie talkie app that you have with all of the people you want to have with. But so all my clients have that unlimited access to me um, via Voxer. So if they're like, hey, I'm struggling with this, they can just walkie talkie me. And we do that in the moment implementation that really makes a big difference. Canva, if you've been living under a rock, you probably don't know what Canva is, but if you haven't, you've probably heard of it. It's just, it's an easy design app. For me, I, I don't need anything fancy. Canva feels very simple. I'm actually using it to design all of our wedding branding documents, all of the like flower decals, what we're, what we're not decals, all of our flower uh, details, like how we're wanting to design the cake. We've just been using Canva for it and it's been so easy. And then any Instagram things, any um, uh, promos that I do for masterclasses or new programs and stuff like that. I all just make it on Canva. Asana, which is a project management tool. Oh my God. It's, it's heaven. Um, I just have the free version cause I just use it for social media management and any content creation management, but all of my content creation 
is on Asana. It just at all the days that things are going to happen, it just takes it out of my head or takes it out of the app. It just takes the guesswork away from it. And I have it all planned out on there and it just makes life so much easier. Acuity, it's how I do all my scheduling. Vemly for all my videos, um, for podcasting specifically, you can make them your brand, you can add captions, you can cut them down, all that kind of stuff. V-E-M-N-L-Y, by the way. I'm I'm someone who just keeps things really simple. I don't use a lot of apps. I don't feel the need to use a lot of apps. Um, those are really the big ones. And then obviously Zoom. I feel like you can't have an online business if you don't use Zoom now. Um, but that's that's a really big one. I was gonna do favorite skincare, beauty products, and clothing products. To me, I'm just gonna fly through these because I have had a few people ask me. Um for skincare, I solely use CeraVe products. I think I'm pronouncing CeraVe, CeraVe, C-E-R-E-V-E. Very simple. But that's how I like wash my face. I use their lotion. I use their retinol cream. I use basically everything from them. Um, but for a long time, I was really frustrated with how oily my skin would get and how um, I would break out or it just never felt like it was right. And I talked to my um, future sister-in-law who's a dermatologist, or not who's a dermatologist. She's a PA student, um, but she's studied a lot in dermatology. And so she knows the stuff like the back of her hand. And um, I was asking her, I was like, what the hell do I do? Like, why is it like this? And she's like, you are not moisturizing your skin enough. And I was like, but I'm oily. I don't understand. I feel like I need to not do this. And she's like, that's your skin trying to make up for it. Try CeraVe. It's all hydrating. Try it out. And my skin has never been the same. It's never looked better. I'm so proud. I'm actually breaking out right now. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, whatever. Um, but I like normally most, you know, three weeks out of the month, it's really, really clear. And so I've, I've really appreciated how simple and clean that is. Um, Fenty foundation I found a few years ago and it just, I love it. It is really easy for me. I, it matches my skin perfectly. Trader Joe's cocoa butter. Oh, lotions. I go to the gym and I'll like get out of the hot tub or out of the sauna and I'll just like lather myself with that. And I just feel like so hydrated. Um, hair dye. A lot of people have asked me, um, they're like, oh, so like, you know, how long have you been coloring your hair? Because I have, you know, roots that are brown. Um, but I actually don't get my hair professionally colored. I used to do it and I just never liked the result. I tried multiple different places and it just always didn't look right. And I didn't enjoy it. And I started doing whole foods hair dye, like just like from the box. It's like a lot cleaner than, you know, CoverGirl and stuff like that. And I started using it and it's exactly what I wanted. So I've been just using that forever. Um, but I, I use that all the time and it like brings out my natural highlights. I just, I've really enjoyed it and it's a lot cleaner. The only downside is it does dry out my ends a little bit more, but I mean, you know, we get haircuts to trim our dead ends anyway. So whatever. Um, when it comes to clothing, I don't have any clothing that are like professional clothes that I, I like go solely for products, specific brands or stuff like that. But for workout gear, which is what I live in anyway, right now. Um, Girlfriend Collective is something I recently found and I love them. They're really environmentally friendly. They use recycled materials and it's just really cute and enjoyable. I love their stuff. It fits me like a glove. Um, I highly recommend checking them out. I also really like Athleta. Um, 
It just feels like butter. It feels like butter on your skin. Um, and then I started doing stitch fix a few years ago. You might've heard me talk about it many, many moons ago, but I was really unhappy with my closet. I didn't like how things looked. I didn't like how things fit me. Everything felt cheap and it wasn't really the, the CEO style I wanted to be. I, I also really wanted a capsule wardrobe. Everything just didn't really go together. So I started doing stitch fix and within a year, less than a year, let's say a little less than a year, my whole wardrobe changed. I found my power blazer that if you've seen that blue blazer, that was the first thing I got from Stitch Fix. Um, and they just helped me find my style and I will never go back. They helped me create a capsule wardrobe. It is oh, my favorite. I'm a very simple dresser though. So if you're someone who likes a little bit more like fun fashion, I'd stay away from it. But that's that's my personal experience with it, especially if you're like more cut and dry. Um, let's finish up with last two ones. Uh, favorite things to do. Um, I, um, this, I can't believe this one's first. I love going to the gym. <laughs> like the gym has really become my happy place. I've really invested in a very luxury gym here in Colorado. And, um, it has really made a big difference. I just, I, I enjoy going. There's like spa, um, portions in the back locker rooms. So I go and like I hang out there for a really long time. There's two saltwater pools, one inside, one outside. Um, so especially as I've been dabbling with training for a triathlon, that has been really helpful. Um, and also I go and lay out by the pool. Like if I just, you know, finish work at a two, two o'clock on a, on a random Wednesday, I will go and just lay out by the pool and it's heaven. Um, I love, and this is something actually a lot of people are surprised to hear from me. I love video games. I have a very easy time, wait, not wasting, but enjoying a solid nine hours playing games. Like that is like a fun, like weekend activity for me to do is just like zone out and play a game. And I just, I love doing it. I have logged so many hours on Zelda Breath of the Wild. I cannot, I will, I will not even admit to how many hours it is on that game. Um, I also love exploring new neighborhoods with friends. One of my dear friends, uh, Amber, shouts to you, Amber, on the podcast. She's actually been on the podcast before. I've been on her podcast. It's great. Um, she and I go and explore new neighborhoods in Denver all the time, especially like really like kind of luxury ones that we just haven't really ever seen before. Um, painting. I love painting. I've actually, um, in our new, uh, we're, we're moving pretty soon. And in my new office, I'm designing it. And I have four paintings that I've done all of them for, and they're going to go right behind my desk. I'm so excited. Two of them are quotes. Two of them are kind of like marble-esque looking things. But um, I also love paint by numbers kits if I really just want to like zone out and slow down and really just get present um, stitch fix quizzes. So on stitch fix, they have like a style quiz every single day. And you get to say, I like this, or I don't like this. I like this, or I don't like this. And every single Saturday and Sunday morning for like two years, Brett and I would do this quiz and we would just learn what each other, what each other's styles are. I have no problem going and picking him out an outfit now because of those two years of studying, <laughs> like, and same, same with him. He can easily pick me out like a shirt that I will love because he knows exactly what my style, my colors, all that kind of stuff are. Um, cooking. I love cooking. I love doing new recipes. Um, that's just a huge part of 
myself and how Brett and I wind down at the end of the night. Um, grocery shopping. Uh, that sounds like such a weird thing to put on the things I love to do, but I love grocery shopping. I'm kind of a fruit loop that way. Um, but I love it because I also listen to books or I listen to podcasts, but I always listen to like fun podcasts or fun books. I don't really listen to a lot of things for um, like work or anything. I always listen to like um, Harry Potter, binge mode, the adventure zone, things that are like a little bit more like do, do, do. This is fun. Um, hiking. I live in one of the most beautiful hiking places in the entire world. And I would be insane if I did not take up on it. Being with my friends. I mean, just going out to like a wine bar or something with my, my gal pals is just my absolute favorite thing. One of them is actually getting married this weekend. So we're going to be together all weekend. And I'm so excited. I love going to hotels. This is a fun fact about me that a lot of people actually don't know. I love hotels. Like I I could walk into a Motel 8 and have a fucking ball. Now, I really have been kind of flexing a muscle recently and gone to like places like the JW Marriott's and like a lot more like boutique luxury hotels. And I... I am on drugs basically, like not really, but like, I am like, I am so happy and so energized and like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. There's coffee. Like I get so giddy about all the little things in hotel rooms or Airbnbs or anything that's just like not home. I, I go hooting a holler. I I get so excited. And I've always been this way. Even when I was like a little kid and we'd be going to Oklahoma for visiting my grandparents and we'd stop at a hotel overnight or we'd stay in a hotel in Muskogee, Oklahoma, the fun place, the fun place on earth. Um, We'd stay at the Hampton, the Hampton in there. And I would just oh my God, everything is magic. (laughs) My parents were just like, who the hell are you? You're crazy. But I love, I love hotels. We're going to one this weekend and I'm excited. (laughs) Um, And then like favorite things to treat myself with. I love going to spas. We did that. um, My gal pals and I did that last week and it was heaven on earth. Oh my God. It was one of the most amazing experiences. We were on a um, like 24 story high. That can't be right. No, I think that is right. It was some insanely story high um, place in the middle of the mountains. And I, there was a rooftop pool and a rooftop hot tub and just the whole spa was on the very, very top floor. And just like you were surrounded 360 degrees by mountains. I actually did a little Instagram story. And now I think three people who follow me are going there in the next year. Amazing. I love that. Um, I want to finish up with my favorite perfectionism hacks because I want you guys to not only get, you know, good things from this episode where like, maybe it's going to listen to, I will teach you to be rich or going to listen to a new podcast or checking out the adventure zone. But I also want to give you guys like, what are some, what are some perfectionism hacks that I use the most in my life? Um, and I think we've actually done episodes on all of these in the past year, which I'm very excited for. Um, number one is having a schedule, having a schedule that is very 
not cut and dry, but very crystal clear for me makes it so that I can wake up on Monday morning and not think about all the things I have to do that week. It is just what I'm doing that day. And it really takes away the overwhelm. It takes away the the like fight, flight, freeze mode that we can all get into so easily. And by having a specific like, okay, on Mondays, it's my project day. Tuesdays is coaching. Wednesdays is content. Thursdays is coaching. Fridays is overflow and or taking the day off. Like really, that's my, if you're looking really broad, that's my schedule. And um, having that set out is so helpful for me to not feel like I have to do all the things that like kind of urgency that feels that fuels a bunch of us that totally goes away for me when I am following and doing the schedule. I've done 50,000 different versions of it. I actually just created a new one yesterday because I was doing an exercise for get productive and I wanted to walk myself through it before I um, walked everyone else through it. And I, I just totally redid mine after, um, after that, um, the 80, 20 rule, I think we've talked about this on the show, but, um, really we get so caught up by all the things that we feel like we should be doing all the things that we have to do quote unquote. And it just, it bogs us down and it makes us feel so overwhelmed and it makes us feel like we're chickens with our heads cut off. And really and truly, most of those things you don't have to do. There's really just like this 20% of things that will actually take you to the end of your goal. Um, And that alone, that realization has really changed my life when it comes to like, what do I want to fill my days with? Is it the 80% that makes me feel frantic? Or is it the 20% that actually launches me forward and makes me feel like I'm in control and in the driver's seat? So I really lean into that 20%. Um, and by the way, when I'm in the 20%, I'm so far outside of my comfort zone that perfectionism that like need to make sure everything's perfect is just gone. Uh, just totally gone. It's just like, get it done and throw shit at the wall. That's kind of my, my motto with it. Um, and then definitions, um, really defining what things are for me. Like if I'm, if the, the craving to be enough is, is something that's really important to me. It's not really much anymore, but that used to be a big driving factor to me. I have to be enough. I have to be enough. I have to be enough. I didn't know what enough meant. So it was just this abstract thing that I was constantly chasing, but was never there. I could never be it because it was just so unclear. And when I sat down and finally defined what enough was, it was impossible for me to meet. So I redefined it. And now it's something I hit every single day because I'm breathing. Like it's literally as simple as that for me. Um, but like achievement or productivity, we did this and get productive actually week one. Um, if, if I know what a productive day looks like to me, I'm it's so much easier for me to hit it rather than just like, I wasn't productive a day because I didn't do all these amazing things or all these incredible things that are just so, so, so huge, but are also super abstract. So it, it defining what those things are is really, really important. And then last but not least, going at 85%, rather than pushing yourself to a hundred, really leaning into like, what does 85% look like to me? Because if we're flooring it at a hundred, we're going to burn ourselves out. We're not going to get to the finish line. We're going to get tired. And then that mental tiredness allows for that limiting beliefs to come in and say, you suck, you're not enough. And it just, it, it, it unmotivates us. It makes us quit or it makes us stop or halt or whatever. 
Um, but when we go at 85%, we're able to have that like consistent, like chugga, 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 right? It's just able to be so much more consistent and easy in my opinion. So um, really looking at like, what does 85% look like? And if you have not listened to that episode, I mentioned it at the top of this episode with the Hugh Jackman um, episode of Tim Ferriss, but having the 85% rule, and we did a whole podcast episode on it. It's literally called the 85% rule. Having that be a staple in my business and my life has been invaluable. Friends, that's it. That's all I have for the favorite things. Um, let me know. What are you going to try? What are you going to, or maybe it inspired you to try something totally different that I did not even mention on this list. I'd love to know. Please, please, please let me know. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I just so appreciate anyone who 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 spreads the word. Um, it's It's just, it means so, so unbelievably much to me. Um, that's it. That's all I have for you today. Thank you guys so much. And I hope you have an awesome day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the life coach Baker podcast. Don't forget to go take the free quiz and find out what perfectionist type you are by visiting the link in the show notes or by going to lifecoachbaker.com forward slash quiz. Also take a moment to rate the podcast and write a review. It is the best way to get the word out there. Plus you'll get the chance of having your review read on the show until next time. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.